King of Thunder Moneyball. Boya, boya, boya. Sleigh bells boom. All right. We're back. Have you enjoyed that, Victor, editing that stuff? Uh, I, uh, I've gained a lot of respect for people that have to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy doing it and I do think I would like for it to continue being a part of the years, even in years where we don't have to only view the concerts this way. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. Well, you've always talked about how that kind of community editing kind of fascinates you and you'd like to do that, you know? Yeah. It's pretty nice to tell some stories because the, through the bloopers, there's a storyline through the bloopers. <laughs> if you're paying attention. Um, so when you do like, like a cut, you know, like where you're like, oh, I want to cut here in the music or whatever. How many times do you watch it to see if it flows? I'm just curious what your process is. Um, or do you even think ooh, on that depends. level? It depends on how I stumble upon it because the way that I did it was so that I would not have to cut audio so much and more so just line up something with audio that was like going to be the standard. Yeah, yeah. So like whenever I recorded them, like all I was like, I, I'll play one of the parts on this audio just to like know that they're going to feel comfortable. So like I like picked an instrument that may not have been in the room. And so for their, their like standstill or standalone audio, I played with. I have that to just layer everything else on. And then, I you know, you can mess with all the. I can imagine it I think that's would the be phrase time consuming. consuming. It always <laughs> yeah. takes longer than you want it to. <laughs> exactly. It's a good skill though. I mean Oh yeah. What with uh, the entire world going digital these days and virtual. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty soon you're it's probably going to have to be like, able to do it. Be producing your own classes all the mm-hmm. time. Got to get that production value up. We're all everyone's going to be a Bill Nye. That's the future. Just so everyone knows this is my first weekend off of work and this is still what I'm talking about and it's not their fault at all. I would be talking about it anyway. It's just how this rolls. <laughs> the life of an I, educator. I I would like to think that everyone that listens to this show is is aware of what uh what is involved in your particular occupation. So I think that it's uh, totally acceptable. <laughs> oh yeah, especially in Oklahoma. Uh well, we could talk about basketball. I think we should. I think we should. The Thunder has played some kind of okay. sort of games. Kind of sort of, meaning okay, that we, they don't I, really do, count. I do want to talk about basketball, but I got to throw back to one episode. I finally watched 1917, y'all, and I got to say. Oh, cool. <laughs> I got to say. I'm going to watch it again. Anyway, I, we can talk about basketball. I literally want, like, I saw it in, in the theater, and I wanted to go <laughs> home and immediately watch it again. That does not ever yeah. happen to me, but I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, I've I seen it two I, or three yeah. times since then. I thought I ruined it for you, Eddie, because I remember I kind of built it up and I knew what you liked. And I was like, Eddie, this is going to be in your favorite film. And then when you saw it, <laughs> I remember you, you had a reaction that was a little smaller than I expected. So I'm glad, it, I'm glad that my hunch was right that you like it. It's grown on me for sure. I mean, I think that that's just kind it's of... It's grand. In general, whenever I... Uh, experience something for a second time it's gonna grow on me like i was like i rewatched the hateful eight a couple days ago mm. and oh, every yeah. time i watch that movie it becomes more and more like it rises up the, the ranks of tarantino movies to me to where nice. like, at this point it 
I it may actually be my favorite Tarantino movie. I love that movie so oh, much. Oh, really? Wow. It is it is amazing. Now, I let me, you know, if I were to after we record go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that might change. So <laughs> it's kind of the flavor yeah. of the week, but I'm glad you watch it. That's a man. Now I'm I gotta rewatch it now. <laughs> it's been like I don't even know, like a year since I've seen it. It's it's a pretty it's, uh, it's so good. It's, it, it's so it, good. It's a pretty high accomplishment in filmmaking, I think, the way that they shot it and just everything yep. that was involved in it being a period piece and so many like extras and like you know, they had to build all those trenches and everything and I watch it like I've seen it twice and both times that I've seen it. I'm just like, how did they shoot this? Like, where's the camera? I I don't understand. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's really pretty amazing. Um, Okay, well, hold on, hold on, because now we we went we went down this tangent road. Now I'm just curious, like, (laughs) since since your 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 occupation, Jeremy, is is uh, out there in Hollywood land, Mm -hmm. um, which has clearly been devastated this year. Like, what what is the landscape of of film even look like this year what is what has come out that's been good or even like i don't think anything's been big because no one's been able to go to a movie theater or at least very very few people really like tenant tenant really came tenet. out tenant came out yeah i haven't seen it yet yeah i i haven't yeah, either um but i was super excited about it when it was announced and then yeah you know it's one of those movies that i think everyone pretty much agreed that you pretty you needed to see it in a theater so the fact that like <laughs> yeah that was very limited mm-hmm. yeah um, pretty is big a shame. scale yeah but like other than that what else that was like the, that was the movie of the year but has anything else happened like have there been any um I don't want to say indie or art films but in that kind of vein ones that are kind of under the radar but that are still pretty awesome that you know about Jeremy I mean not that have come out within the pandemic time and specifically come out within this time and were clearly made during this time there's some television vision shows that they're starting to filter in the covid stuff to make it seem like the real world like i auditioned for an episode of ncis and i watched it the other day because i wanted to see who beat me out for the role and which is you know kind of a normal thing for actors to do and uh (laughs) i mean you could see that they were actively trying to work in like this is during the pandemic. This is during COVID, you know, here are masks and here's, you know, like most of the, the things that they shot, you could see they did it in a way where everyone was spread out. And a show like NCIS, that's like techie crime stuff, you know, that fits in pretty well. I feel like they did that on the Connors too. Maybe. I haven't watched that yet, but it could be. I, yeah. Well, they are shooting of, stuff, like, but it, it's like high, high COVID precautions, basically. And it's not right. not yeah, as well, yeah. Mark, Mark Marin's in something right now. Yeah, yeah, he it's did? not as much. What did he do? He's yeah, he's he's filming something right now. He's he's playing something with a Texan accent, and he did a little bit on his pod. Oh, Ooh, interesting, man. My podcast brain has been decimated. Um, <laughs> I did read the other day that they just started filming season eleven of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I know. Oh wow, Larry David is going to have every amazing thing to say about about everything in the world right now it's gonna oh, be wow. incredible it's gonna be good. But, like think about watching this stuff 10 years from now or like 20 years from yeah. now oh yeah no one i think about it all the time it. no one's gonna get like it's gonna be completely weird that just suddenly everything is just a, like because it's not like they're gonna start at the beginning of every 
episode and be like, this is what's happening in the world right now. This is why yeah. all of this is happening. So it's just going to be really weird, I think. It's going to be insane. They're shooting Dave season two right now. They've been shooting it for like a month, I oh, think. man. That's awesome. I wonder, I wonder if they're done with one of the seasons of Atlanta because I know they're working on two. Um, I, I saw when, um, when Donald Glover briefly jumped on Twitter uh, maybe yeah. a month ago, he, he and Steven were like, just drop season three right now. Just drop it right now. They didn't, obviously, <laughs> but like, that tells me yeah. that it's probably ready. Like, it's probably done because that was the Europe one, right? They, and they filmed that yeah. like before COVID, I think. Yeah. Yep. Next year, I well, it goes without saying. I hope next year is better. <laughs> I'm all well. I've, I've got I've, I've got some I got some media to look forward to. So, oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure there's gonna be a new Kendrick Lamar also. So I'm just yeah. You know. He 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 needs to man. He's late. <laughs> he wants to make sure it's good, man. Well. Well, I feel like he, all those all those guys know they have a particular uh, idea about the release of that. It's got to be the right time. I also yeah, think going yeah. back to what you said, what you were, were we talking about that on the show or was this before the show uh, about uh, bands making their their living on touring? Oh yeah, so I kind of wonder no, if if, if Kendrick is holding back his album because he wants to be able to tour as soon as he releases the album. When it's hot. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. Okay. Totally could be. Now we can uh, <laughs> transition to the focus of the show. What is that again? <laughs> I, I th- <laughs> is, it, is it Kevin Durant? We, we, I feel like we always talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is the greatest score of all time, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to rename the show Kevin Durant's Burner Podcast. Oh no! So the Thunder go uh, one and two in the preseason, right? They beat San Antonio on the road, and then uh, they uh, lost to the Bulls twice at home. One of which was a blowout. The other one came down to the very last shot, and I was might as well have been a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys know me. I I am a firm belief that we learn almost nothing nothing from the preseason games, but they were fun to watch, and, and we did get a little yep. preview of some players that uh that maybe we weren't so excited about that now we are excited about. Um. So yeah, that, it was fun. I enjoyed it. What, what was your biggest takeaway from the preseason game, guys? Well, uh, going to what you just said, I think of all the years this year, I think that preseason actually matters. And when I say matters, I mean basically that every other game doesn't matter. So it's all basically preseason or really all season games. Like, I don't think there's going to be a marked difference between the way they played in those, like in the last preseason game and the way they play on Wednesday against Houston. I mean, obviously, Shea and Al and Bayes, like the starters will play probably in the fourth quarter. But even then, I doubt that they're like, we're not going to be playing our guys extended minutes. We're not going to send in the starters to try to win the game at the end. Like that's, I don't think that that's a part of the plan this year. So we're probably going to end up seeing a whole lot of what we've already seen, which is a lot of really different rotations to kind of figure out the pieces and see what sticks, you know? 
So in that sense, I think it was pretty valuable to see what what we did out there. I mean, we already know that they've they waived uh waived two guys like immediately after that game on yeah. Friday. TJ so Leaf and uh, Admiral yeah. Schofield. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um so they've got they've got to wave at least one more before Wednesday. Yeah. I feel like it might be Moses Brown, but he's he's a two-way contract, <laughs> so they're not going to wait. Oh, okay, okay. He, he doesn't count not. against the the limit. So the the options right, are like like uh, Ty Jerome, which he never played in the preseason. He has not. Yeah, played. I was I was actually um, excited about seeing him too. I don't know why he didn't play. I'm not sure either. Uh, Trevor Reza, who hasn't even shown up to the team. He's not even. He's not even in Oklahoma City. I forgot he was on the team until you just said it. Like I've known yeah. it like four or five times the past month that, or whenever it happened that he he was <laughs> traded to the Thunder. But I forgot that he was on the team when, until you just said it. I mean, I think that he will probably remain on the team until we can trade him. I do not see us waiving him because. I think of all the players that we have remaining, he is the most valuable. He has we trade don't value. So he yeah. actually, you know, we can get something from him. Yeah. I sure wish he'd show up, though. I mean, you know, <laughs> act like you care at a least a little ask. bit. But yeah. I don't know what, what all goes in into that. You know, I'm not sure what is preventing him from doing that. You know what I mean? I, and I feel like if there was something significant preventing him from doing that, like they would have some kind of press release over that, but I don't know. Who knows? Um, what do you think, Victor? What, uh, what impressed you uh, in the, the well, limited time you got to watch? Well, Shay, Shay impressed me. Uh, Diallo can dribble the ball a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, Baisley's real comfortable. Probably a little bit stronger, I think. He just looks like he might have put on a little bit of muscle. Yeah, he does. Um, he looks like he's a, he's grown. He's a grown, <laughs> he's a a growing boy. He's a, he's a grown boy. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and because I love Ludort so much, I'm just going to forget this preseason happened for him. Yeah. And then just uh, remember who I love. You know, that last playoff game, I, we, we could keep going from there. We'll see. But I mean, I I don't know that I did learn a lot. I <laughs> I think that I just got to watch some players play. Like there's stuff that I have questions about, like okay, that's not true. Uh that last second shot, I liked that play. I liked that play call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the game on Friday. That was yeah, yeah. I was like that that's that's cool. I'm glad that stuff like that's happening. Um so yeah, I I, I want to know more about the scheming. I like, what's the what's the plan? Whenever you don't know who's going to be here in six months. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like we're we're learning only about the players and the young guys. Like we're we're learning about the coaching staff too because they're all turned over. I mean, everyone is new, so like no one knows what this team is going to be. Um, but our our starting group is a solid. NBA lineup. It is. It is a a winning team. Yeah. If that group were to play and try to win, mm-hmm. they would make they would be over five hundred. I think they might even make a playoff spot if if they really really tried. But which is great. It's all about the the bench. I mean, everyone else. 
I think we're going to get a lot of really good things. What's the age of these guys? What's these guys' ages? They are all very young. I will tell you, obviously... Well, I'm talking about like the old guys. Oh, uh, hmm, let's see here. I pulled up this little thing, this picture. George Hill was born in 86. He's like uh, 34. Trevor Reason, 85. Al Horford in 86 as well. Actually, Al Horford and George Hill are like a month apart. And then pretty much everyone else is like late 90s or early 2000s. Poku yeah. is the oldest. He was born on the 26th of December in 2001, which is my birthday. Yeah, he's got your but birthday. But also when I, when I turned 12. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a baby face, man. He does. He is a baby. He is, he is. a baby. He is. <laughs> like, I, there are a lot. There are a lot of June and July birthdays on this roster. Yeah. Poku, I, I had this thought in while watching the game on Friday. Like, Poku looks like if I were to play pickup basketball with him, I would yell at him. <laughs> like, he's clearly far more skilled than I could ever dream to be. But like, yeah. if he made a mistake, I would yell at him. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> I appreciate his like his aggressiveness and his confidence. That's one thing that yeah we've we've always struggled with with our rookies. And I I think I came up with a reason why that's been in the past. But what I'll say is I'm I'm very happy that this team there is no pressure on anyone, even the young guys. I mean, there was in the preseason for some of these guys to to get a spot on the roster, but you know, for people like Poku, he he knows he's gonna be here for a year, two years, probably longer. Teo, he knows he's gonna be here. He's already signed the contract. Um, mm-hmm. but they're gonna go and they're gonna do everything. You know, they're going to try a lot of stuff and some of it's going to work and some of it is really not going to work. So it's going to be a very uh, up and down experience watching this team this year. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get the comparisons people made um, to uh, Jokic about Pokachevsky, Poku. Like when you watch him on the court dribbling and, you know, kind of cutting and shooting like he doesn't look like a seven footer at all. And you pointed out in our message thread, Eddie, like the dude is taller than Steven Adams on paper, which is insane. And the way I that can't wait to see them standing next to each other. Yeah, the it's way that be he surreal. moves, I mean, it's that is that is very very impressive. Honestly, like obviously, I mean, the big thing anyone can see, like my mom could probably watch the team and go like, oh, he looks too small. He's gonna have to get stronger. <laughs> That's the big thing. But I mean, having a guy that could possibly be a volume three-point shooter from that size a guy that very very few people could defend from out there i mean that's pretty exciting and it's not two weeks we get to see new orleans and i know that's right yeah, yeah, christmas the... morning we get steven adams christmas morning guys i'm really excited no no no. that's, uh, that's new it's new year's eve we don't play oh eve. yeah 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 I, I wish I wish I could see Stephen Adams Christmas morning. Yeah, we we can't we can't best Christmas ever. That's why that was in my head is because we do get to see Stephen Adams play Christmas morning, just not the Thunder. The New Orleans yeah. Pelicans game is the very first game that day, nine a.m. for me, setting an alarm. Well, I'm glad Stephen <laughs> Stephen gets to play on Christmas still. Mm-hmm. That's nice. He deserves it. He deserves it. Um, 
You know, so people speaking of Kevin Durant <clears throat> way back in the day, <laughs> uh, way back in the day, whenever he was much smaller, you know, much, he was like really scrawny, you know, his height has always been uh, kind of a joke. Like people have been calling him a seven footer forever. And he, He's listed like six nine. Yeah, six but nine. We know he's not six nine, but he's also probably not seven foot. So, like, there's a huge mystery about his height. But Poku is actually a seven footer. Like, he is legit seven feet tall, and he can dribble the ball. Yeah, and shoot in the same vein as a young Kevin Durant. Not as skilled yet, clearly, but he can, <laughs> and I think he will be able to. It's crazy to think that he is going to be, I mean, he's going to be what people want Giannis to be, I think, to be able to, if Giannis, like if everyone yeah. talks about if Giannis were to, be able to, were to be able to pick up a jump shot, like he would be unstoppable. Poku obviously is not going to be as, as he's never going to be as strong as Giannis, but he's got the no. skills to like completely obliterate everyone. He has the ceiling, I think, to do that. We'll see or he can, if so he can get there. Seen. Again? <laughs> that that he could start juicing. That could be how he could be. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Mark uh, Dignall will include that in the program for all the guys. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> there you go. Imagine Lou Dort. Imagine on how steroids. high Hami 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 jumping <laughs> after steroids. He <laughs> talk about jumping out of the gym. Man, he jumps like a video game character, dude. <laughs> like, well, okay. So like what Mario. I was going to say earlier was Poku plays the NBA like you would play 2K. He goes, let's see if this works this time. And like, yeah, <laughs> like he, he's just going in. He's like, I got I'm trying to get this bucket. This is a way I'm going to try to do it and see what happens. Yeah. He had some, he had some great, I mean, he great, he made some great shots. He had a really, a few really awesome post moves. He dribbled by mm-hmm. some guys. He also turned the ball over like almost every other play. Hilariously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very hilarious. Like Kramer ways. Yeah. <laughs> Kramer. That's great. Whenever we need to make I, that is make that his nickname. <laughs> Whenever I see a, a young player like Pokashevsky, specifically an international player, that everyone is just raving about all this potential that they have and, and the skill set, and they just have to kind of adapt their game to the NBA, I always think about Serge Ibaka. Like, I remember the first game where Serge got some, some pretty significant minutes for the Thunder. And I believe, I'll have to check the, the stats on this, but I believe he fouled out in like 15 minutes. And he got called for <laughs> offensive goaltending like two or three times. Like clearly he was excited and, and ready to play, but he just hadn't adapted his game yet to, to the NBA, you know? So that may be, I always think about that with like really young players that seem really raw, but honestly, Poku, like there's many aspects of his game that are not that raw. Like he is a good dribbler and I think he's going to be a good passer too. I, I could totally see him being like, a Jokic, honestly, which is pretty exciting because, you know, Nikola, Nikola Jokic, like, that's a new kind of NBA player. A center that you can also kind of treat as a point guard, like at the top of the key, and that can drain a three and has good court vision and can pass. I think Poco could become a version does, of that, which is really cool. Does Bam add a bio shoot threes? I don't think that he's really, that's his game. I mean, I think he he has. I don't think that they like limit him, but I don't think that that's like his his thing. I think he lives mostly inside. I'll look it up because I'm curious too. 
is it, when you talk about Jokic, like there is a very, very legitimate chance that he's going to win the MVP this season. And he's already the best center in basketball by far, quite frankly, he is just leagues above everyone else. And if, if Poku could ever even come close to that, like that would be an amazing, amazing thing for thunder. Bam for is him. not a three-point shooter. Yeah. <laughs> he averaged 0.2 three-point attempts last year. Bam Adebayo did uh, 14%. He made 14% of them. So I'm guessing he shot like probably 15 of them, maybe 20. And he probably made like one or two. Did you guys see that dunk that Jokic had the other day? Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I, I've, I've never really seen That's him power dunk. Behind it. Yeah. But he actually jumped. Like he was like a good foot and a half in the air. I'd never seen that before. Him losing all of that weight is going to shock the league this season. Denver's <laughs> yeah. going to win a lot I mean, of games. Jamal Murray, <laughs> Jamal Murray is still playing basketball, too. So. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's a one-two punch that can rival a, most of them in the league. <laughs> it's I'm, a one-two I'm, punch that hurts. I'm, just, I'm so glad now that we don't have to care because I can watch Denver and I can actually enjoy the way they play basketball. And not just be upset mm-hmm. because they're always going to beat us. Because I know they're going to beat yeah. us. Uh, it's good. Please, please do that. <laughs> we need we need more more L's. Trying to yeah, trying to think teams. of other players during the Thunder preseason that I mean, Maladon Roby rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I don't like. I, I don't like yeah, watching him play away. basketball. I don't, I'm not sure what it is exactly. Maybe it's because he seems largely unproductive and he seems awkward. I'm not sure, but I don't know. He's being given a chance by the team. So I respect that, but I, I don't get the Isaiah Roby thing. Honestly, like to me, he doesn't seem like a guy, you know, Andrew Schleck says like, Oh, he could be a guy. Oh, that's a guy. Definitely. Like to me, Isaiah Roby does not seem like a guy. No, I, uh, I'm in total agreement. Maybe I mean, he, had, he had one really good play on Friday. Um, I don't. I think it was with Frank Jackson. I think Isaiah got the rebound. He passed it to Frank, and then Frank drove the lane and he threw it out to Isaiah for a three in the corner, and he made it. And I, like that was the one time that I was paying attention to him. And I was like, oh, he can play. And then I went and looked up like a lot, some of his his numbers of the preseason. He was just dreadful. Like. Mm-hmm. abysmally bad like he in let's see yeah in the second game he was a minus 22 that's what i'm talking about yeah that's not even the game that we lost by a lot i do you guys feel like the jacksons have the opposite hair than their first names <laughs> <laughs> I still like I don't I can't even picture <laughs> them each. I can wait no, because I have made Fra- myself. Frank Jackson has the he wears the headband and he's got the like twist coming out from under the headband, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I'm not Frank's a Frank's got like a fro. No, that's Justin. Sorry, that's yeah, that's what I meant. See? See <laughs> what I'm saying? Frank is just a <laughs> much older person named than Justin. Like <laughs> Frank, exactly. who, who is Frank? Who's named Frank today? Like I got one. Of, I got an uncle named Frank. Not a single child. Shouts out, Uncle Frank. In five years, has been named Franklin. 
in the whole world. That's not that's not his name. His name is Frank. <laughs> it's not Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and his his brother is Fred. Your uncle Uncle Fred and, and Pop. I'll say I really do think that there are two types of Franks in the world. There are Franks and there are Franklins. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's probably true. As someone that has always been called by a nickname <laughs> that is uh, behind a or in front of a, a fuller name, I always assume that short names <laughs> have that as well. But not everyone. <laughs> like, what's Al? Is there an extension for Al? Alistair? Alfred? <laughs> Alfred? A- a- yeah, Alfred. Alfred Horford. <laughs> Alfred and Alistair. And I think Alistair too. Yeah, you're right, Victor. Alistair, yeah. That's a that's a an uh, English thing, I think. That's a Allison. 19th century name. I feel like Ellis Alistair might be a Welsh thing. Maybe. <laughs> In this basketball podcast, we figure it out. <laughs> we take things as they come. That's right. No no pressure. Let's look up this actor. Here's this actor, Alistair Sims. He's Scottish. Mm. But he was born in Edinburgh. I like saying that city. Yes. Because whenever people with the act. Edinburgh. <laughs> Is there anything that we learned about Mark Dagnalt from these games, from any of the interviews or anything? I mean, again, I don't think so, because I think we learn very little to nothing from preseason stuff. But anything you guys took away? He has a very small head. His head is very small. See, I don't compared to Billy Donovan's. <laughs> I think the opposite, actually. Oh, when, really? when, I, when I looked at Mark, I was like, I think I even told you guys in the threat in the chat, like he looks like he is a, a cartoon character. Like his face is a character <laughs> of an actual face, but it's his actual <laughs> face. Like all of his features are really kind of exaggerated a little bit. Hmm. I, I have hear a, me for the this episode. The Instagram's got to be. You got to find two photos of both these guys. We got to compare their heads. That's what this is going to be. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Jeremy, I want to. I want to pick a bone with you for a second. I just actually mostly. I just. I'm curious. I want to know. Like after we, like the first three games of the season, wh- are you going to know how? How is that going to be any different than the three preseason games in terms of what you're going to learn about the team? Well, I think that when they're actual games that count, you know, I I think that things are going to be a little more. Now, this team isn't going to have strict rotations like all year. I'm a firm believer in that. But you'll see like a little bit more about how the rotations are going to work. I feel like the preseason games is just like a free for all. Like, let's just try all these things and see what works. And I will say the regular season will be the biggest difference. Sorry, I was it's. To me, the biggest difference is that in the preseason games, there are people fighting for contracts, so they have to give some people playing time. So, like, there are rotations that probably aren't even planned in this preseason. You know? Yeah. And when you think about your competitor, too, they're doing the same thing. I mean, they're just trying things and, and seeing what works and playing these guys that they don't know much about a lot of minutes, you know. By the way, shout out Kobe White for the Bulls. That that guy's going to make some noise, I think, this year in the league. Like, he was making they're gonna shots. They're going to be good. Yeah, but again, They're I'm saying, good. That, and I, I, I keep telling myself, I'm a firm believer. We don't learn anything from preseason games, <laughs> and and I'm all well, excited I mean, they, about they Kobe were, White now. But you know, I remember being excited about Kobe White back in February. 
Yeah. Kobe White and Laurie, um, Laurie Markinen. 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 Yeah. yeah. And Zach Levine. Like, that's a stout, eh, not stout, but that's a decent three, three, one, two, three punch. Um, but, yeah. Like, oh, definitely. Like, look at the Spurs, though. We played the Spurs and they are exactly what they are. Like, that's what they were last year. I don't think that they made any significant oh, roster changes. Um, I think the effort is not effort. there as much as it will be when the games actually count. You know what I mean? I think that that is another reason why I kind of believe preseason. You can't really take that much from it because the competition's different. Like, pe- people aren't trying to win. They're trying to test things out to see what works. And when, the, when a team is trying to win, I think it makes all the difference. Now, a team like the Thunder this year may not be trying to win that hard. You know, but they're still going to try to put a somewhat quality team on the floor. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just thinking like Friday we were up by I don't even know the final the the peak that we had, but we were up by at least twenty. I think it was yeah, and twenty or and more. We we blew that lead, and they didn't take the lead until like the final two minutes. I'm just thinking like if that game were to replay itself on Wednesday against Houston, would Mark put the starters back in with four minutes left to try to save the win. And I, I I kind of don't think that he will. I I just, I don't think that the, I don't think wins are, are very valuable for us this season. Like they're not, they're, they're good. I think that they're good in terms of like keeping the guys happy. I mean, winning is obviously much better than losing for morale. So you want to win some games, but, like it's not like we're we're not trying to do anything, you know. Yeah. We're not trying to get a particular seed to get a matchup. We're not trying to prove to people that we can do anything. Like, but I I can see what you're saying. I definitely the rotations will will solidify a a bit. I do think, and I and like I said, I think that the starters will probably play a bit more minutes than they did. But mm-hmm. see, I think if yeah. it was a regular season game, I think that we would have seen Al Horford at the end of the game. We would have seen Shea. We would have seen, you know, Bays. I can't remember who finished the game, but it was, I think it was all quote unquote bench players. It was like players. third string. Yeah. Like third string guys. Yeah. I think if it was a real game, we would have seen that because if you look at the players on the roster now that are obviously not going to be part of this team going forward, like the new vision for this team, mainly the old guys, George Hill, Al Horford, you know, even Trevor Ariza, I would think that you'd want to put them in the game during those moments, you know, when the game is on the line, if the game actually counts, because that definitely helps their, their trade value. If they do do something really good and, and same thing as what you were saying too, I I totally understand like the morale thing. Like you can't just like try to make the team lose if, if the front office wants to do a quote unquote tank, you know? Yeah. Well, we've all learned from Philadelphia that you, there are certain things, certain ways to tank that are better than others. Yeah, yeah. And I think what you talking Philadelphia about. Philadelphia kind of set the standard <laughs> with that kind of stuff. Just <laughs> gotta trust the process, y'all. Hashtag trust. trust the process. In all fairness, uh, we are going to do it way better than they did. Oh, I yeah. have no doubt about that. Oh yeah, without without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Our it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a very successful teardown slash build up. I think. I think at this point we are we are pretty much torn down. Oh yeah, George Hill yeah. and Al are really the only two that are remaining. But honestly, like when we trade Al, 
there's we're going to be getting back another bad contract. Like we're not yeah. going to be able to get out of this because the money has to match. So we're going to be paying someone until their contract is out, whether it's Al Horford or whoever else. Um, so I guess this is in the last year of their contract because that would be sweet. Yeah, I mean that would be yeah, pretty that, excellent. That's it, when they're most tradable. I think Al's Al's last year is next year, so he's only got two years left, which is a lot better than it was last year. <laughs> uh, we didn't put this on the thing, but did. Uh, did you guys any either of you watch any highlights of the Wizards game that Russ played? No, no I haven't. I I didn't either. He only, he he had like eight points and seven rebounds. He only played like seventeen minutes, but we he has we have proof of Russell Westbrook in a Wizards jersey on a basketball court. It's wild. It's so it is, wild. It's wild. So so wild. Al Horford, for I'm what s- it's worth, um, he has two more years after this year. Where he, oh, is, he does. where he is does still he under option? the same contract. No, he doesn't. Not according to this, huh. which is what I go to, which is spotrack.com. It's, it documents all the, the contracts for all the players <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, he's not an unrestricted free agent until the summer of 2023. Making $27 million a year. Well, good for him. I like him a lot, gonna... but that contract is very big for him. Like, really, really big. Yep. <laughs> He is going to play way better this season than he did last season. Uh, this yeah. is here's here's something I asked you guys several days ago. Um, who is more likely, if if anyone on the team gets there, but who is more likely to be an All Star this season, Shea or Al Horford? Shea. I would say Shea think- too. I think it's highly unlikely either of them make it though. I, Shay, I think that the guard spot. There's too many is, good guards is, in the West. I is mean, full, man. It's too many good guards. It's I think real it's hard. Full, but at the same time, at the same time, well, okay, I, I you know, I, I could see that, but I, I just feel like if Shay is in the conversation for all star situations, that just means that he's playing really well. I think. Sure. The, I, I um, and we, we're, I'm going to mention this later, but I think Shay is. Uh, I don't want to say a shoe in, but he is the early front runner for most improved player. I think that he will yeah. probably get that just yeah. by sheer volume. He's going to be playing way more. He's going to shoot like he'll probably get 25, 26 shots a game. So he's going to, he's going to be scoring a lot. What a life. That's great. Shea to get that many shots. The it's going to be awesome. GMs voted, right? And they picked Shay to be, the player that is most likely to have a breakout season. I don't think they worded it most yeah. improved, but they said most likely to have a breakout season. Breakout. The GM sure. said that, so that's pretty cool. I guess if I had to pick, I, I would I would maybe pick Shea as well because I think that he is going to obviously be our best player. But I wouldn't put it I would not put it past Al to sneak in there because I yeah. think that he is going to play really well on this team. Like the, it's probably easier for his position to make it, but I don't know. I feel like it's hard to get recognized with his style of play to be an all star, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he, well, he, he's he, just he, like being kind of efficient around the basket, and that's it. There's nothing really flashy about it. I mean, he was an all star five seasons in Atlanta, but that Atlanta team mm-hmm. was very forgettable. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I totally, it makes sense. There's a couple of years there they won a lot of games. Um, 
and they were kind of this team that was in conversation about you know like a team there was no star names really but they functioned really well as a team and they won a lot of games like Dennis Schroeder was the backup point guard for those teams um they won 60 were, were games those, one season yeah they won a lot tabo yeah. tabo was on a couple of those teams too like they they were really a good team but they could just never get it done in the postseason probably because they didn't have the star power. They didn't have that go-to guy that could get it done. Jeff Teague. I was trying to think of this dude's yeah, name. Yeah. Those were Jeff Teague years. Weren't they? He's yeah. in Boston now. He Because he, he went back to Atlanta That's... after Minnesota, and they didn't keep him. Oh, I didn't he know He went that. to Boston. He's in Boston? Now you're Washington. Man. Yeah. Wow. Boston yeah. stacked. I read <laughs> this thing the other day um, that said in the last, what is it, the last like 35 years or something like that. Only two teams have won a championship without having a top 50 all-time player on their roster. <laughs> two teams. Cool. Interesting. The 2004 Pistons and the 2019 Raptors. And that's, that's even a stretch because Kawhi Leonard could very well be up there. He could get into that yeah. conversation. Yeah. But, and I'm kind of upset. Well, okay, yeah, none of those pissed guys, but they're all so good. That, that team was so good. That, like, it that was a team. great team. Both yeah, those teams were team great. great. Yeah, yeah. I just that, that would be a good. I'd watch that championship between those two teams of all those players <laughs> in their prime. That would be feisty. Man. That would be a feisty That'd be game. Cool. What up, girl? <laughs> I don't know what she's I doing. Just, it's a. Uh, she just woke up from a nap and she just started barking. No idea. It's the same. I'm the same. It's it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of sad when you honestly think about it that like you pretty much have to have one of the greatest players of all time to win in the NBA. Like it's yeah. just that it's a prerequisite. You have to. You can't. It's well, but do it without it. I mean, it's sad, but it's also like that's the whole point. Like that's the glory, isn't it? Where it's like, look at this pool of amazing basketball players, and unless you're one of the best ones ever to have done it, you're not winning this thing because that's how good everyone is. Mm. Yeah, people talk about parity, but I don't really know if there's parity in any sport. Like, yeah, it's it might be bad in the NBA, but it's also bad in the NFL. It's bad in the in Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. I mean, I don't know anything about like cricket, which I or or football, which I know are both massive sports uh, outside mm-hmm. of the United States. But it's just it seems like basically every sport is dominated by the best players, which is just I don't know. They're it's all team sports, <laughs> but you have to like you can't you can't have a good team unless you have a great player. I don't know. Or or it just became, well, if you can be good enough a team while this player is the greatest player, then there you go. This is actually a good transition into the next thing we were going to talk about, which is um, the contracts that just got announced today. Rudy yeah, Gobert yeah. signed a five-year, $205 million extension with Utah, which means both Gobert and Donovan are now on five-year contracts with Utah. So they are going to be the Utah Jazz of now for half of this decade. And the truth of the matter is, 
they're not ever going to be good enough to win a championship with that team. Nope. It's it's not going to happen. Rudy Gobert no. is not a $205 million player. He is not. He just isn't. And I, I think that at a certain point, when you are in a small market like that, you kind of have to just become resigned that the thing that you're going to be that's going to satisfy you is consistent, competitive basketball. And that you're probably not going to win a championship. You put yourself in a place to be in the conversation. And if you can do that consistently, that is good enough. But when you, when you're talking about like the Lakers or the Celtics or the heat, that's not good enough for those teams. You know, being competitive is not good enough for the Lakers. You have to win a championship. Like, that's it. Bottom line. But for the Thunder, for the Jazz, you know, being winning 50 games every season and maybe getting to the conference finals or even getting to the finals, that's that's peak. It's kind of sad yeah. that we have to just accept that, I think. I just don't see a way around it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that the ultimate goal is to win a championship, but only one team out of 30 gets to do that every year, you know? Um, I, I get what you're saying about the Jazz. I mean, they're going to be quality for sure, but I, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win a championship. I guess the goal is, like, solidify that foundation built on Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and then hopefully you can attract some hot free agents in the off season, you know, cause you're not going to have good draft picks for years, you know, because you're going to be too good to have a good draft pick unless you make a significant trade. So you would hope that like, you know, if they have a really good year, say they finish third in the West and say, let's go ahead and say they make it to the Western conference finals and they get beat by, you know, probably the Lakers. Um, well then, then that's a pretty, that's a pretty nice destination, I think, for some some free agents that are like, huh, where can I go and like really take a team to the next level, try to get the team to a championship caliber team, and maybe you can attract a player like I'm trying to think of a good example, like a player like Victor Oladipo, you know, that's on that level that can come in and really like be a be Donovan Mitchell's sidekick, you know, and they can have an offensive threat that way. Um, well, I think that. I I mean, my point is that Donovan Mitchell is not a top 50 all-time player. And so, based on what the history of the NBA is, he, by definition, cannot be the best guy on your team to give yourself a shot to win a championship. So, someone else is going to have to go to Utah that is better than Donovan Mitchell. And... Great players do not go to small markets. They don't actively choose to go to a small market. Yeah. They may get there by a trade. They may stay for a season or two, but that's not where they want to be. They go to LA. They go to Miami. Uh, They don't even go to Chicago or New York. I mean, maybe Chicago, but definitely not New York. (laughs) You know, Brooklyn, they'll go to Brooklyn. Because, you know, when you're not playing basketball, do you want to be in Utah or do you want to be in Los Angeles? Yeah, or you know? New York. I do say, you know, like you said, Donovan Mitchell is not, you know, one of the top 50 players of all time, and that's totally true. But 
let's remember he's still very young and he's on the way up. Like I think that's true. His best that's seasons true. were yet to see. And the the same is probably true for Rudy Gobert. Honestly, like he's been in the league a long time, but I kind of feel How like old is Rudy Gobert. I'm going to look it up, but I feel like he's like 27. I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, there's so many not real, like just kind of ad- adjacent basketball fans. They're like, that guy that started the virus is getting paid all that money. <laughs> <laughs> He's 28. He 28. Yeah. 28 and a half, basically. Cool. Which is like, yeah, like. he's like, he is in his prime. Like this season and next season will be the best that he will ever be. Yeah. But like, like he's not a Jokic. He can't do the things Jokic does. And as much as people like to talk about defense winning championships, it's that's a myth. It's you buckets. have to be dominant offensively. Good offense always, always beats good defense. Good offense most of the time beats great defense. It's it's not really a fair shot. The defense doesn't have a fair shot, especially in today's NBA, because offense is what sells tickets. Offense is what is exciting. You watch the games for offense. For for Damian Lillard. 37 footers over Paul George, not, you know, uh, a block or a a charge taken. Like that's not, that's not marketable. Here are the top five most Googled questions about Rudy Gobert. This is funny. (laughs) Do you guys know what the very first one is? Mm -mm. What's the most Googled question about Rudy Gobert? That's the first question. No, no, no. I'm asking you. Like, what do you think? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. What? What? So, like, how do you find this out? Are you just typing in Rudy Gobert? Yeah, yeah. It shows like the options of the most searched for things. Nice. You know, the the. I most, mean, mine mine is contract, but. Or maybe it's different. I guess I don't know. I We're, think it's different based on where you are. Yeah. I see. Wife is on this list. So. <laughs> on my list, it's has Rudy Gobert made a three. <laughs> and the second one is wow. <laughs> the second one is how good is Rudy Gobert? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I think that, that says it all right there. Like Google is just, uh, they they get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you know doing if that. you if Donovan if Donovan Mitchell were to join Denver, that team has a chance of winning a championship because I think Jokic will likely end up a top 50 all-time player. He will likely end up maybe one of the greatest non-American players ever. He's probably going to But also, what if dirt. he... What if he and Dantich could end up on the same team? That's all I really want in yeah. life. I honestly want them to both just be in New York and that be the renaissance in New York is Dantich and Jokic. As, as long as James Dolan is there... There's no hope, but as soon as he goes, <laughs> New York will yep. explode. Like someone is going to take over that team, and it's going to yep. be good. Don't take Presty from us. It's the only thing I we was ask. literally just thinking. Like, man, don't they take would probably, Presty. They from would probably us. sign Sam Presty. <laughs> and he, I would. I'll tell you what, I would be so excited about not caring about basketball anymore. But I would just wish him <laughs> the greatest life and I'd be like man I remember the 20 years I hear about basketball <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I say that care anymore it's it hurt me too much I am confident in Sam Presti's ability to find the appropriate person to succeed him oh yeah yeah so I don't yeah. think that I would be worried about the next guy 
it wouldn't be Sam, but it would probably you know, be someone very young. If he can win a, a championship with us, at that point, go 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 fix New York. <laughs> go be a legend and win a championship with the Knicks because then, then you are one of the best ever. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I just like imagined him like walking out to the Madison square garden, you know, like how Vince McMahon walks out to WWE and <laughs> they play that song, but instead they play, uh, you know, scare money. Don't make none. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> scare money. Don't make none. <laughs> That'd be dope. Should we get to some of these picks, guys? We're 52 minutes in. I think we should probably do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. We're just having a good old time. It's okay. Yeah. We're just, we're just chatting, you know, old friends catching up. So, um, yeah. How do we want to do this? Uh, let's do, let's let's do playoff with, teams because this, okay. this is going to take the longest, I think. Yep. I need to look uh, at the raw teams again to remind myself who's in the NBA. First, before we do talk about that, I just want to point out that I think our schedule is very difficult, and I'm sure everyone else's is also in like the way that they're traveling. But, like our travel seems kind of. I haven't even looked at our, our yeah our schedule. Yet. I haven't diagnosed it that much yet. I haven't really thought about it on that level, but I just know that we're a team in the Western it's Conference, tough. which means every single Western Conference game we play is going to be a bloodbath. Probably, there's a lot of consistency. Uh, I will say, we do not have a. Hmm. That's a bummer. No, I like the I Sunday mean, afternoon games. No, we don't. I don't see one. We play a lot of evening games. Wait, yeah, we do. Sunday the twenty fourth, four p.m. at the Clippers. Oh, I see that now. I see that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. It seems like that should be on national TV, but whatever. I don't control the scheduling. Yeah, I was going to say they haven't even announced the second half of the season yet. We only we're only up through March. Hmm. We our first home game is the twenty eighth. Houston and then to Charlotte, and you know we've played Charlotte on my birthday before. Oh. I don't remember what year, but we did. We played them one time. It may have been when they were the Bobcats. Is a, a while ago. It was a dark time. Uh, well, for them it was. <laughs> remember that time we beat them by like sixty four. That was fun. I'm sure that happened. I'm sure there was a time they beat us by like 25 <laughs> we, too. When when it didn't we, yeah. we beat them, I think by it was 60 plus. Oh I yeah, I remember. It was now. a it was that season. I think that they were they set the record for the worst season ever. They were like won like nine games. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> that was yeah, that was like 2010, 2011. That was a long time ago. We we obliterated them. <laughs> it was a blast. That was just Michael Jordan showing everybody how to lose. He's the best at everything. <laughs> so. It's like, I've already done a lot of all the winning now. Now, just watch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, That's how this guy goes. So, okay, seating. Would you want to start with the West since it's going to be a, the most bloodbathy? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Let's do it. Yeah. I think okay. we'll agree on some of them. Let's see here. I'm trying to figure out who my eight seed is. Do we want to say who we think gets into the play-in or no? Because that could—I mean—that just prolongs the conversation. Yeah, I, maybe we just let's go just, with top eight. Yeah, yeah. Let's just pick eight. Yeah, I'm, we're old school. We don't play these new NBA shenanigans. <laughs> um, I, I think it would be better. Okay, I, I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rule out teams first. 
Because I think that is an easier way to approach it. Yeah. Perhaps. Maybe. Still tough More for me. teams Still tough make for the me. playoffs than don't make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City. Not going to be yes, in the playoffs. Yes, we'll be out. Yeah, not. Okay. Um, Sacramento. No. Likely out of the playoffs. They can get behind that, too. I feel like adding San Antonio. I, I, and it hurts me, but yes, because I'm looking at the rest of the teams and I'm like, I don't think San Antonio is better than any of them. <laughs> I think yeah. Oklahoma City is like one or two years away, or not away, ahead of San Antonio for their breakdown because they're going to have a breakdown too. It's oh, probably it's not going to be pretty. Probably next summer or the summer after for the Spurs, I would imagine. It's not going to be pretty. Greg's going to retire. They're gonna have. They're gonna try to get rid mm. of Aldridge and Donovan or uh, DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Oof, it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be an a ugly weird. experience. Yep. Um. So yeah, those, I gotta say Timberwolves also. Minnesota. Yeah, with D'Angelo yeah, Russell and um. Still, and Kat, still, it's not enough, man. Nah, who's I, on their I, bench? I don't who's, think it's really enough either. Honestly. Yeah. They're good. That that they're gonna be good though. They're gonna win some games. They're gonna upset some people. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that. Let me put it this way: I think that they may be one of the teams that will f- be fighting for an a chance at the play-in game. They'll get to that point. There's just not enough. There's just not enough on this team. Um, the next on this list really is between New Orleans and Memphis, and at least for me, and that's that's tough. Because I think Memphis is going to be pretty good this year. Uh, but New Orleans may like be put, better. I, I would have to see some more games, but I feel like I'm going to lump Golden State in that group of teams. Mm. Yeah, I had forgotten about Golden State. Or or put those two in, in the next top. The next two is them and Utah. Because I was going from the top down earlier in my head. And I went Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Suns is where I ended up. Mm, Suns over the Jazz, huh? I I don't see Phoenix yeah. being a top four seed. I have, I have more faith in I, the Warriors I, than I do the Blazers. I will say that. Yeah. I got more faith in Steph than Dame. If we want to boil it down <sighs> to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, but the whole reason for me having Phoenix at four is because Chris Paul's on their team. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah, they're they're going to be. A, I I think they're pretty solidly a playoff team. Um, who? What was I doing? What was the next one? Memphis or New Orleans? Memphis. Oh, or you New were Orleans. doing Memphis. I'm just going yeah, in reverse and, and keeping track of what yeah. we're knocking out. Yeah. Um, I would pick New Orleans if, over if, Memphis. I think so too. Me too. I think Me too. so too. Yeah. I mean, Memphis, they, they showed flashes of brilliance last year. Um, and they're only going to grow upon that, but I still feel like they're a year or two away from really being a quality team, like a team that is definitely in the playoffs. So at this point, after new Orleans, you would put, it would be between Portland and golden state. And Jeremy, you say and I would do. You say Portland. I say Portland. Yeah, I, I got more faith in the Warriors yeah. than the Blazers, and then Golden State. Yeah, I'm going to say that too. It's tough because obviously, if they had Clay, it would be a very different discussion. I I just don't know. Like Steph, 
and Draymond, are they going to be able to do enough to overcome? I mean, Dame, McCollum, and Siakic. See, see, I kind of feel like Ubre is going to fit a, in very, very nicely in that starting lineup. Well, I was going to say the combination of like Wiggins and Ubre. Like, I feel like the combination of what's left on that team is. It's not going to make up for Clay, but I think it's going to make some noise. Well, they also got what's his name, um, Wiseman. Didn't they draft Wiseman? Yeah, they got the number two pick. That's right. I mean, that that's right. That could turn out yeah. to be really good. I, as much as I really hate Portland, I, I, I'm kind of afraid that they're going to be pretty good. Um, in fact, I think Dame is probably going to be one of those guys in the conversation for MVP. And it just paint. It just sickens me to even say that but i think a lot of um, their success may rely on nurkic and what he does because he was largely absent last year i mean he played a few bubble games i think yeah but he was recovering from that injury if he's back and he was the way that he was i i think that they will be a quality team but those big guys i mean you never know like sometimes an injury like that just really kind of messes up their career unfortunately so oh that's right Whiteside is all of the way gone. Is he even in the league? I don't think he's been signed yet. Or, or no, no, no. I think he got signed by Sacramento or somebody stupid like that. Let me. Let me check. Oh, you know that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I think I remember that. Oh, well. one year. Yeah, one year with Sacramento, two point three million dollars. They're already hey, going to be. Power to you. Hey, he's getting some money. Good for him. That's a total Sacramento um, move, by the way. That's why that team is not good ever. Yeah, it's because they I know <laughs> they do stuff like that. I mean, I guess Whiteside's a quality player in a way, but he'll put, he'll put up big numbers this season. Maybe he'll be, he'll be a double double guy. Probably lead the lead, lead the league in blocks, but it'll all be empty. Uh, let's see who's next. Oh, so the linchpin and everything that I, we've completely forgotten about is Houston. Houston could very oh. easily fit in all in right in the middle of all the teams. We've already knocked out. Uh, I keep pretending they're not a team is honestly the truth. Yeah. If, if we are both, if we are all in agreement that we think that James Harden is going to be traded in the next two days, um, <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to He's say going. that they're going to be a playoff team. In fact, I would, like, ha- I would if, have to... Even if they get back a Ben Simmons or like a, whoever else they're trying to get. Like if, if they get a star and someone still... I still like just like it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what teams would give up for James Harden. And to me, it has to be a lot. Like it's got to be like a Paul George type package. You know what I mean? It'll probably be the biggest package ever. I. I mean, it would have to be. Maybe, unless they mess it up, you know, unless he's desperate to get out of there and they're desperate to get rid of him. I mean, that that's happened before. We saw it happen with DeMarcus Cousins when he was in Sacramento. I just, I don't think Houston has, like, if Houston knows that they're they're done, the James Harden era is over, they have, they can be just like New Orleans was two years ago with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Sit him, put him on the bench, and let it let it ride out until you get what you want. In fact, I would love to see that, honestly. But that's just because I'm spiteful. <laughs> so we want to watch him. <laughs> yeah, I'm with. I that. mean, I let me let me be clear. John Wall, who, who has played with Demarcus Cousins before, and they're both going to be like, they're they're the two big names on that team now, and they're both kind of coming out with something to prove. I think that they're gonna they're gonna show up and they're gonna be. Don't forget about good Christian Wood. 
Oh yeah, and Christian yeah. Wood, he could be yeah. he could be their best player, honestly. He, that was well, a good he will, he will be in the most improved race also. You're right, yeah. We wanted Christian Wood for the Thunder rebuild last year, remember? Like after I, they I played did. Detroit, we were like, he, he man, we want good. Christian Wood, you know. I don't think he, he got, got a good. very big contract with them though. I'm not, what is his contract? I'm gonna look it up. I, I'm gonna I I slotted Houston in before Memphis. So they're the fourth worst team in the West, in my view. Christian Wood got three years, forty-one million. That's pretty. That's a. It's, okay. that's pretty Decent. good, honestly. From what we've that's seen, like a, he may be worth big more man. than It's that, great for a big man. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is his. It's like that contract that we gave Jamie Grant before he left. I was just about okay. to say that's a Grant contract. Yeah, it's like you're going to get to play, and people are going to know that you should get paid, but not yet. So just come here. <laughs> where did Jer- Where did Jeremy land again? Uh, oh. Detroit. He was on the floor right. during that scuffle, the Blake Griffin, uh, Thomas Bryant scuffle. <laughs> He's in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, oh, Jeremy. <laughs> he wanted to get paid. I'm so man. sorry. That's I mean, good why for he him. opted I, out with Denver. New Orleans went to New York. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of our previous number nines. We've got a, we've had a lot <laughs> of an illustrious be- line of number nines on the Thunder. It's um, true. You can't you can't parent them forever, Eddie. You got to let them. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for them no matter what. I I want Detroit to do well. I like all those guys. I want I them, love Blake. I want them to play well. Yeah. I want Derrick Rose to shine again. Yeah. I like, mean, now that Reggie Jackson's off the team, like go Pistons, go. Exactly. Man, I, I like also just loved seeing. I missed it. Someone trying to hurt Blake and like not affecting him. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he was like the most hated player in the NBA? Like by the players, <laughs> yes. the players hated him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, yeah. those Clipper days, that was, well, I'm not going to jump on the nostalgia train. We'll never get off. <laughs> uh, after Golden State, I would go Phoenix. Who, Maybe Victor Phoenix. believes in Phoenix more than I do. And I love Chris Paul. And I, I think him and Devin Booker are going to be great together. And DeAndre Ayton, I, I, just I feel think, like he hasn't had a season yet where we he really shines because of injuries or him doing drugs or whatever. I, I think they're going to be good, but <laughs> I guess we'll see. Didn't so he, so if, if I had to pick the teams that it's questionable right here, we're, we're talking Utah, Phoenix, and Dallas, right? I would put... Man, I got faith in Dallas. All I'm saying is, all, uh, see, that's the thing is Dallas throws a wrench in it for me. But I'm just saying, still campaign, still Abdul Nader, <laughs> still Dario Saric, still Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. They just got guys. Jay Crowder's on that team still. Mm. Phoenix? Yeah. So you put, so. He's got there. Okay, so between those three. What? Who's who's the worst? I'm not Phoenix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Between know. Dallas, Phoenix, uh, and who? Houston. Houston. I think we, Houston, we can yeah. all agree that none of those teams are better than the remaining teams, right? Correct. Perhaps, obviously, there's uh, extenuating circumstances with the Clippers because we don't have any idea what that's going to, you know, that could boil over and, and fall apart. But if they stay solid, they're one of the best in the in the West, right? So yeah. between those three, I man, this is where it gets very difficult because I got Houston, Phoenix, and then Dallas is what I got. Oh, so you have Houston up in this spot. 
Well, I mean, I want Houston in the lowest spot. I, oh, yeah. So the spot that you're on right like now, like right after Golden State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's logical to me. I think. You think Houston's going to be better than Golden State? I, I I'm having such a hard time predicting Houston because I have no idea what's going to happen with them. Honestly, like they're they are I, to me they're the biggest question mark team going into the season. Yeah, out of the whole if, league. If, if James Harden does not play for them, I, see, I guess I, don't know. I guess it really I, just not, depends on who they get back. But I don't see. I just don't know, man. Because they've already said they're not going to not get anybody back. Like they like if you're if we're getting rid of James, we're getting one of your players is what's happening. They want what they've, they've want, what they've said is they want a young star. They want like a Shea or a Ben Simmons. (laughs) James Harden for Shea straight up. Would you do it? No, Jesus. (laughs) No, I mean, it is a million years. uh, I, I would think about it, honestly. I know that everyone in Houston, if they were to hear that, are like, these guys have no credibility at all. Just because I, the experiment fascinates me, like how James Harden would play. No, see, here's the problem. So we just talked about the stupid things that Sacramento does, and that would be one of those very stupid. Yeah, that is where you give up on the, you give up on the tank, and then you're screwed because you've like all you've done is screw yourself with the contract. I wouldn't do it either, but it is fun to think about. Sam Presti is the kind of guy that, like, if you were walking home and there was an ice cream truck, he'd be like, "We've got better ice cream at home. Let's just get home." <laughs> <laughs> like that's what that's what he is. Same. It's like it's not what you want. Like I want the ice cream right now, but you're right, Sam. It's better at home. Yeah, it's my dad. Home. It's overpriced when you buy it from the truck. You know, it's better at home. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think we're solid. Houston's there. I think they'll be better than Golden State. Let's I, just put it there. I don't. I. I don't. I don't agree at all. I think Houston's going to be one of the worst teams, in my opinion. But I'll, I'll adjust it. I mean, I had them fourth worst. That's where I, I just slotted them. You know what? You could legitimately flip them with Memphis, and I would find out. You could convince me. Like that's how crazy these spots are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after Houston, then we still have. Phoenix, Utah, and Dallas. So we did not solve the, <laughs> the question at hand. I could put Phoenix at the bottom of that. Yeah, I, I think that that's I where I would go. Yeah, I would go. And then way. I would, I would probably say at this point, Utah, Utah is gonna is gonna get passed up by Dallas, in my opinion. Yeah, but you know, I mean, Dallas really does have to stay healthy for that to work out. So they gave up um, Seth Curry. Who'd they get? Let me look real quick. Mm, oh, uh, didn't they get uh, Jason Richardson from Philadelphia? Let me look. look I remember Josh Richardson. So, no, I think it's Jason. No, maybe it's Josh. I remember reading a tweet that was like, they got a, a budget Seth Curry because Seth needed more money because he's literally the best three-point shooter in the league. They got Trey Burke. They got Willie Colley Stein, obviously. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith. Willie Colley Stein was new. Yeah. Freddie Gillespie. Willie Colley Stein helps them out. Josh Green. Tim Hardaway Jr. He's been there for a while. Nate Hinton. That's my mom's maiden name, Hinton. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think we have to to discuss these lists in terms of like health is going to be 
we have to not consider that as a Courtney variable. Lee is interesting. Courtney Lee is is now a member of he the He still Dallas plays Mass. basketball? I guess so. And they, they still got Robon. Yeah, they still got Chris Tapps. Oh, Dwight Powell. Remember, he was playing really well for them, and he got injured last year. And they do have Josh Richardson as well. Yeah. I, I do think Dallas is is the best of the non-top four teams. Porzingis' uh, knee surgery was on October 9th. Just FYI. Oh, I forgot that he had that. How long is he going to be out? There's no timetable set for his return. When did I? I never heard anything about this. Porzi may be a second. Here's the deal with the Mavs. This and this is why I have faith in them. I have faith in Luca, and I have fake, uh, fake. <laughs> I have faith in um, Jim Carrey. That that's. To me, to me, like Porzingis, like I don't think the dude has played a full season his career yet. I mean, he always gets injured, um, but I, th- I think if you build everything around Luca, and these seem like some quality role players to me, like I, I, I think that they're going to be very, very, very good. This uh, article from two days ago in the Dallas News. Car, uh, Jim Carrey says here, he looks good. He's enthusiastic. Great vibe. There is no timetable. It is going to be at least January, which obviously is not meaning a whole lot because that's in like a week and a half. So, yeah, but that, hey, that does change things soon. a little bit. Um, at that point, I, I'm i kind of thinking I might have to bump Utah up over Dallas just because while I do have faith in Luka, th- the fact that he, they're going to not have KP, and then they're going to have to try to, you know, they're going to have to try to figure out how to win games without him and then reincorporate him again. They're probably going to falter a little bit. But all that to say, if they get to the playoffs healthy, I think they're going to be one of the tougher outs. I'll leave it the way it is because I think that's fine. So Mm -hmm. we've got now Denver, two LA teams. Okay. I I really think we might flip it because I forgot that. I yeah, mean, yeah, they're going to be Bogdanovich. Yeah. Did Dallas get knocked in the first round, or did they get knocked in the second round? They uh they had a good run they got, against they the got, Clippers in the first round. They got knocked in the first round yeah. because Clippers lost in the second yeah. round. Yeah, but they had a good run against them. Like they took them to six games, I think. Six games. Well, given what that team ended up being, I'm not sure that's super impressive anymore. No, that's a good point. Um, Utah was very impressive in that series. Yeah, that's yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> Last teams, Denver, the two LA teams. I'd go. I guess that's the that's it. I'd go Clippers next. I think they are going to be improved. I, yeah, me too. I'm still not a believer in them, and I also think out of 72 games, Kawhi Leonard is probably going to play 45 of those if. He's not injured. If he's injured, he'll play yeah. far less. And Paul George uh, has not been through a whole season without a significant injury in a while, like a long time. It's true. So and it's true. I guess uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I do I know a, that he's the, got excuses. I know that. With the, that's <laughs> what he does. Yes. You got to remember, if he, made, if he were making every shot, then they would just win every game. 
So just remember that. <laughs> when, if right. the ball goes in the hoop, you score points. You know, I mean, it's pretty easy to understand. We have to remember, uh, playoff P was good. No, but, see, but I, we only I, saw playoff P one game, and that was the first game <laughs> against the Utah Jazz that year that he played for the Thunder the very first year. But I, I, that was playoff I P, and that was good. with with uh, whoever just typed that in. Denver is going to be the, the <laughs> one Denver. seed. Denver will be the one seed this season because the Lakers, LeBron is not, he's going to play the opener and then we may not see him again until Valentine's day. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're telling me, you're telling me, you're telling me Schroeder and Kuzma aren't about to run over people. <laughs> Look, I, they're going to be very, they're, they are my pick to win the championship for sure. But I don't think that they're super concerned about their seed. No, I'm Denver I, is going to be. I'm not great. saying that. I'm just saying that they're going to have to have some of those lineups working harder if LeBron's not going to be there. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making sure they work before the playoffs happen. Yeah, I mean, Dennis is going to fight in every single game he plays in. So I have no doubt that if he's on the court, they're going to be trying to win. Um, it's tough. I, I would pick Denver as the one seed, but obviously the Lakers are the the natural pick. Okay. That took a long time because we care about the West. We don't super care about the East, so we can probably do this pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, Let's start from the bottom again. So, Knicks. Yes. Knicks. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. Sorry. I forgot they were. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, uh, Cleveland may, be, may, may even be worse than the Knicks, honestly. <laughs> well, Kevin Love is still there. Uh, Charlotte. Actually, Charlotte. Hold on. Charlotte, I'm, yes. I'm hold on to Charlotte because LaMelo Ball... He might, he might do something. He might actually do something. You might, you might have to go ahead and put Detroit down there. I am fairly certain that was that was the next move. By the then way, probably did, Orlando. Did Gordon Hayward get hurt already? I thought I saw something. And he got hurt already. No yes, he sure way. Did. He did. He did. I didn't say anything because no way. I'm always hating on him, but uh, it's what happened. I predicted get he was going to get that contract. No way. It'd be just like Chandler. Yeah, he's hurt. I'm looking. Uh, injury update, Gordon Hayward fractures right. Oh, well, it's just a right fifth metacarpal. Not sure what that is. It's your hand finger. It's a finger. Oh, finger. Okay. So he'll probably be out two or three weeks, maybe more. He he may be only out a few games, but that is just laughable that he, that that already happened. Ah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm going to slot Charlotte in right here. Um, (laughs) I think we should uh, let's see right about now. We should probably me, start talking about the bulls. Probably. Well, I was going to say how many teams is Atlanta going to be better than is where I'm at right now with all this. Yeah. To me, I'm at Atlanta, Indiana, and Chicago. Like those are the three that I'm now. Yeah. You and Washington. I'll throw Washington in there as well. Mm. I, I love Russell Westbrook. I think Washington's going to turn some heads. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, and I'm. I want to be hopeful. So if I had to pick, they would be the top of those four teams I just listed. But nevertheless, I am a little uh, concerned. I, I I think put Chicago. Right. I think put Chicago next. Right. Yeah, I it, I guess it really kind of depends on uh, Oladipo. So I'm obviously Sabonis is going to carry that team but if if victor can play well then they're going to be pretty good so i'd probably put them next just warms my heart to know that sabonis is carrying teams now then then we're talking atlanta and washington 
Honestly, maybe Atlanta instead of Indiana. You think? Hmm. Atlanta's mm, gonna be yeah. interesting, man. They've got they picked up a lot of different people. They're yeah, they're a really interesting team. Calinari's on that team. But I have a question. But I'm, it, so what I was gonna say is what happens if he gets hurt pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, he's not in Oklahoma City anymore, so he's not immune from injury like he was last year. Pretty much. Uh I guess we'll have to see how much I don't know if they have enough. They don't have enough off the bench. Uh, in uh, injury from any of their mm-hmm. starters. Trey, John Collins. Oh yeah, uh, John Collins. Gallinari, Rondo. I mean, Rondo is a uh, that's a big one. Maybe not so much in the regular season, but that is a very big one for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Capella going to be balling. So Capella, yeah, their center lineup is great. They're going to have a, a a pretty bouncy athletic. Uh, front court. Tony Snell. Tony Snell's a, a real solid guard. He's been in the league several years. Chris Dunn as well. They look great on paper, honestly. And, and Gallinari. Yeah. I would... Yeah. Hmm. That is a real toss-up for me between Indiana and Atlanta. I'll, I'll put Atlanta there and then I think Washington is next. Yeah. Yeah. And then that leaves us... Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto, Miami. I'm, I'm. I think you get. Honestly, I would maybe even put Toronto under Washington. Yeah, I was gonna say Toronto and then Philly. Mm. I don't think that Philly's beating the rest of those teams a lot. You know, they're playing. Let's see, they have a three game series against all. They're just the most they're the most disappointing team repeatedly over and over again. And because when they're good, they are dominant, but they just can't keep it up. Yeah. Um and then I think I gotta go Brooklyn, Boston. No, Brooklyn, Miami, Boston, Milwaukee. That's what my Here's the here's my thing. Um I don't think Milwaukee's gonna be the one seed this year. They, they, think it's gonna be I think they lost. All, I know it doesn't matter, but they lost. I think all three of their preseason games, and the way that they ended in the playoffs, like I, it's questionable. It's questionable. Did we forget a West team? I don't think so. I think Milwaukee. I mean, they have Actually, been number yeah, one by a big margin the past two years. Milwaukee has. Um, let's see here if I can figure it out. It's probably going to be someone really obvious. See, do we, we got both LA teams. We got Portland. Sacktown is in there. Oh no, wait. Sacktown is not in there. I don't see Sacktown. Yes. Yes. They're right. Oh, they're to their second yeah, they're worst. Right yeah. They're right by, right by, uh, SAS. That's what threw me off. Oh, Minnesota. It got left out somewhere. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah. You can go underneath Memphis. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty good spot for that. That's yeah. I think or, I think we talked about them. I just think that I copied and pasted wrong. Okay. Um. So. So here's my thing, and it hurts me to say this, but I think the Brooklyn's going to be the number one seed in the East. I think they're going to be 
just too stu- stupidly good. Um, well, I was gonna say Boston, but I also I, I almost believe in Milwaukee. Milwaukee has finished first in the East the past two years, not by a little, by a big margin. Which they have, they have. I know it's crazy for me to even say that, but I I have lost my faith in them. I really have. Like that, I, as I said when the when it happened in the bubble, that was the most I think embarrassing playoff defeat ever. Like that team had <laughs> no business losing that series and they got just dominated by Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Got, I'm I have I don't have as much faith, but you're correct. They've won like 60 games the last two seasons, been the best team in the NBA the last two seasons in the regular season, so the East is tougher I, though. I mean, I feel like the the East is kind of on a rise the past two or three seasons. They've gotten a little better every year. So, I mean, there's there's some quality teams in there. I think Boston will be highly motivated. I mean, I think Brooklyn will be highly motivated. Um, Here's where I, I'm putting, I want to put Miami fourth, but not because I think that they're the fourth best team. Because I think that they're going to be, like, I think that they know who they are in a lot of the same way the Lakers do. And they're probably not really going out to try to prove anything. So I don't think that they're going to necessarily gun for the top seed, even though if they really tried, they probably could get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would probably put Miami and then Boston and then Milwaukee. I, but I, I could obviously, with that. you could, you, you could, you could move Brooklyn down if you wanted and, and put Milwaukee at the top. You can move Brooklyn down to below Boston or below Miami if you wanted. But in my opinion, I think Brooklyn's going to be number one seed. I just I I know that I'm gonna just be really upset by Kevin Durant this year again. <laughs> I just know it. <laughs> you okay. here first on the Kevin Durant podcast on the uh, Durant's burner. <laughs> uh, what what what's our record? Seventy two games. Oh, good. This is what. Yeah. The Oklahoma City Thunder being in the Western Conference makes me also think about things on a deeper level. But you were right, Eddie. I have the same feelings as you do. The starting lineup is a quality starting lineup. If it's the way that it seems like it's going to be, which is Shea, George Hill, Al Horford at the five, Bays, and Dort. I mean, that's a starting lineup with energy. That's a starting lineup that can defend. That starting lineup has some experience, you know, with Horford and, and George Hill out there. Um. I mean, honestly, you know, Teo coming off the bench with Poku, like, let's see how that stuff develops. Like, I feel like they're going to be a team that shows some moments of quality basketball, but I'm not sure, like, with the youth and the way the season is constructed, like, I'm not sure if that's going to be able to stabilize itself out. I'm rambling here while I'm thinking. Uh, I think out of 72 games... I'll just say... Go ahead. Yeah, I got mine. We scored 74 points in the first the half of the first preseason game. And in the third game, we gave up a 20-point lead. That's going to be the season. We're going to have great moments, and we're also going to let things just go completely haywire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is conservatively in terms of uh, wins, because I think we could get more than this. 20 and 52. Okay. I was going to say 30. I See, I was going to say 33 and 39. 
Mm. So, okay, but okay. Well, we we named Oklahoma City, or at least I did, as the worst team in the West. Yeah, they can't be the worst team in the West with close to five hundred. I don't think. I see. I I just don't know that we're going to end up actually record. I don't <laughs> like. For me, we're ranking um, the teams. We know how many seasons the worst teams have beat us. And I really think that we're going to be beating people for no good reason. It's going to be frustrating. Yeah. But I think we'll be a bad team. <laughs> a bad team that wins games versus a, a yeah. decent team that loses games, which is yeah. kind of where I fall. I kind of think we're going to be, we're going to be better than our record is what I think. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think that's, what's good for us. At least I hope that that's what we do. See, I think 30 and 42. Like, I, I mean, 30 and 42. Yeah. I mean, 12 games under 500, that's not a good record. I mean, that's a record that's definitely not going to get you even sniffing the playoffs. And I think this year in the West, I mean, remember that year that the Thunder got the eight seed? It was the very first year they made the playoffs and they won 50 games. Like, every Western Conference team won 50 games. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's going to be that kind of a competitive bloodbath in the West this year, honestly. So I could see them winning 30 games. I don't know how the math backs us up, but I could see them winning 30 games and being either the worst team in the league or in the bottom three, you know, somewhere down there. Yeah. Um, so wait, hold on, hold on. What, what is I'm looking at? Oh, cause that season was shortened. Actually, let me just go back to the previous season. So the last full season the eight, the bottom seed in the West was Phoenix. They were nineteen and sixty-three. That's a twenty-three percent win win percentage. And then the next Neat. three teams were all thirty-three and forty-nine, mm. which is forty percent. Yeah. So thirty-three and forty-nine. What is thirty and forty-two? Uh, like as far as percentage goes. Yep. What their win percentages? It's seventy-one percent. Mm, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's forty-one percent. <laughs> so 42%. that that slots them right in there in those in the bottom four seats. Yeah, I mean that does seem kind of high. Forty-one percent win percentage for this team, but honestly, like I I believe that could happen. I will say this, uh, last year I did, you guys both obliterated me in the record picks by like 10 wins. So my 20 and 52 could very well be 30 and 42. Death. All right. Award races. Yeah, we can play through those real quick. MVP. MVP. Give me, tell me if this is a hot take. I don't think it is. Give me Luca MVP this year. Giannis has won it two times in a row. He just signed a big contract. He's comfortable. He's going to have a great season no matter what, but Luca is going to, is going to be the one this year. Luca. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I hate it guys. And I don't want you to be upset with me. <laughs> I think it might be one of those Brooklyn dudes. Ooh. Yeah. I was, I was afraid that it's like, 
here's why I'm going to root really hard for either Luca or Jokic because <laughs> I don't want it to be Dame or Kevin, and I think they both have a great chance. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Are you real? Are you? Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Who are you picking, Kevin or Kyrie? We know. We know. We know. Kevin's. LeBron wants. You know. That's all he ever wanted was for Kyrie to win an MVP. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly feel better about just saying one of them than anybody else. Like one of those two. <laughs> you don't even want to name them, just because. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't even. I don't want to be right. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Cake and eat in the Part of me thinks it might it might actually be Kyrie. I think it might actually be. Kyrie. I mean, if it, I, hey, if it was one if of I them, I'd rather pick, be Kyrie. Yeah, I would pick Kyrie. So let's put him down. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm I'm keeping Jokic because I have to I have to keep the hope alive. Yeah, I'd be okay with a, a Joker MVP. I'd I'd be fine with that. Uh, rookie. Ball. I'm pretty sure it's going to be ball. I think we, we're all in agreement on that. <laughs> That's the one. Okay, so this, uh, I won't even type that out since we all agree. DPOY, which is a different one. Yeah, it's not one that we. It's hard to say uh, at the beginning of a season. Honestly, it is. Gobert it, has kind of uh, dominated the award the past couple of years. Yep. Um, I did. AD not get it this last time. No. Uh, Giannis won it actually this last yeah, year. Yeah, Giannis won it. Oh, that's he right. Won, he won both. Um, Lou Dort. I mean, we want to say Lou Dort, but the thing is, the Thunder is not going to win enough games. So, Lou Dort. Here's here's the thing. I and I know that you said at the very beginning of this podcast we're not going to talk about what Lou did in the preseason, but he he did not look great in on pretty much anything he was doing. His defense was very suspect. Um. His energy was there, but obviously he will come into form. I have no doubt. Oh yeah, into into MVP form even. But um, yeah. I, honestly, I'm gonna have to go with AD because I think he's probably pissed that he didn't get it last year. Yeah. So I'm choosing him. That's a fairly good pick, I'd say. Who do you I'm got? sticking with? Dort. Hmm. You're sticking with Dort. Okay, I'm gonna put it in. Yep. <laughs> if you if you if this if if this is right, Victor, you have to quit your job and go like <laughs> to Vegas. Do, yes. <laughs> do something to control the world. All right. <laughs> you guys don't want that. I've been feeling this um, for a while and I have not said it because it seems a little outlandish, but then I was thinking to myself, wait, that's not that outlandish. Defensive player of the year next season. Give me Jimmy Butler. Mm, I, like I like it. Yeah. I like it. Mm. I like it. I get behind it. I like that. I like a lot. that pick. Now that I verbalized it out loud like that, it just feels right. <laughs> it, it, did it taste good? It tasted good when you said it, right? It feels I, right. Yep. I can imagine it. It tastes pretty good. Okay. Most improved player. There's Shea. a lot of really good candidates this year. SGA or Christian Wood. Actually, I'm going to actually change mine to Christian Wood. I just feel it. He's going to win it. It's going to be Christian Wood. Christian Wood, Shea. Um, I mean, I could, mm, I don't think I could say Trey, he's already good enough that it would be hard for him to get a whole lot better, but he could probably could get better. You know, I was thinking about the guy that won rookie of the year last year, which is John Morant. 
I don't know how John many. Morant. Yeah. I don't know if a player has ever won Rookie of the Year and then most improved. Zion. Yeah. If Zion actually were to come out and be as dominant as the league wants him to be. Clearly Isaiah Roby, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can only go up. So. He's clearly going to improve where he's just not going to play. So <laughs> that's not a bad pick, actually. I promise I don't hate him as a person. I just didn't like watching him play basketball. <laughs> I, I'm going to go, I'm, even though it, I don't know it's guaranteed. I'm going homer on this. I'm picking SGA. Just because I, I want I want him to do it. You know what? That feels right. And that GM survey, you know, they kind of picked him too. I, I'm going to go Shea as well. And sometimes the most improved player is not on a team that that is like a marquee team. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes they well, are. I'm not but, sure that Houston will be. Yeah. So I, All right. I like that pick. Six man. Is it going to be the winner of the last year's award or the real winner of last year's award? <laughs> Depends on who starts. Well, I don't. Depends on, it depends on whether or not if Dennis starts. Yeah, that's that is the question. I mean, LeBron is the point guard on that team, mm-hmm. and so I can see them wanting to keep Dennis on the bench. But I can also I know Dennis doesn't want to be on the bench. He wants to start, so it could end up being Trez again, or it could Lou Williams could just retake his throne because now it's just him. In, in uh, across the water, yeah, where I don't, I don't know geography of Los Angeles. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it could be you're right because he is the king of that. Uh, it could be Poku. Obviously, he's he's got a solid shot. Um, you guys are supposed to laugh. Clearly, it did not. Really. <laughs> I'm check, well, I'm checking. I'm checking other <laughs> rosters to even see who the bench of people are. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think yeah. of who who else has a, a notable player that they signed that isn't going to be starting for them. Probably. Yeah. Um, is Serge going to start for the Clippers? That's an interesting question. Is Gallo going to start what for the Hawks? What is their lineup? I would think Gallo would start with, for the Hawks. I think he's their starting power forward. I think their, their lineup has got to be Collins Gallo. I don't even know who their wings are. Like I legitimately can't name a wing on that team. I mean, you got Trey Young, obviously, and then Trey and um, there's a Bogdanovich on their team too. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the one that played for Sacramento last year. Um, I mean, you got Rondo too. Rondo could come I off the bench. I don't think he'll win six man. No, no, he's no. going to come off the bench. Well, I was just saying that you know a wing, Tony Snell as well. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't think anyone on that team. Let me look. I, I, I'm gonna. Hmm. So is is Trez gonna start? Probably not. I mean, are they gonna are they gonna start AD at the five, or is he gonna be the four? Because they got <sighs> rid of both. They got rid of all three of their centers. That's true. I mean, honestly, I could see both those guys starting. And then Kuzma being the sixth man. Mm, yeah. They do like Kuz off the bench. I'm looking at the Clippers I, roster, but obviously if it's them, it's going to be Lou Williams, you know, versus any other player. Yeah. Here's another one. One of those guys 
out there in Brooklyn that has had to lead the team will not be starting for sure. Uh, so like, yeah, it, it could be one of them. Like Spencer Car- Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Karis LeVert. I, I, could, I think I see Dinwiddie starting. Karis LeVert, though, he, he, I think he has a shot at it. Man, if they stay healthy, because when the Celtics are healthy, I think Smart comes off the bench. But he, he's had to start a lot, you know, because of players being injured. If Marcus Marcus Smart, I think, fits into the six-man-of-the-year uh, idea really well, you know what I mean? Because he's a guy that... He's always in the conversation the last two, three years. For sixth-man-of-the-year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he starts... Maybe the reason he hasn't gotten much traction is because he starts a lot, too, because he's the guy that, like, whenever someone is injured, it's like, oh, let's start Marcus Smart in his place because he can start at the four. Oh, it's got to be... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be... He's going to... I don't know. He... Let's just give it to Daniel Tice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This one, this one's really difficult because it requires in-depth knowledge yeah, of the roster, and yeah. I, I don't even know who's on our team, much less yeah. everyone else's team. So, not only roster, uh, but also like who is going to start. You know, who is right. the rotation? You know, what's the rotation? The, these, these two in particular are way harder to pick than than MVP yeah. and most improved. I'm going Lou Williams. D- DPOI. Lou Williams. Yeah, Williams is the is the the safe choice. I mean, he's one of the best sixth men of all time, and now he's on a team that is going to be good, no doubt, and their starters may not play a whole lot, <laughs> you know, quite Leonard and Paul George. So he's going to have many opportunities. That's a safe choice. I'm it's, going Lou Williams. It's not like I think that Lou's game has changed. He's going to just do what he does. He's going to score 16, 17, 18 points a game. And that's, he will be in the conversation guaranteed. I would stake everything on it unless he gets hurt. I can't think of anyone else. So I will have to go with Lou also. I was I was thinking about being uh, adventurous and going with Marcus Smart since you said it. It was a pretty good idea, but I think we're all in agreement there. All right. So let's see here. Here's the, I guess, the, the big question. Like, what what is a good season for you guys for the Thunder this year? Just development from everybody. Yeah. Everyone gets the experience they need. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say it doesn't, Wins and losses, from my perspective as a Thunder fan, do not matter this year, which is really kind of freeing in your mind to know that. To me, it's all about developing these players that are going to be a part of this team going forward past this season. I mean, those players most obviously being Shea, Bays, and Lou Dort, but then, you know, the others too uh, that that could be. Hami, Poku, obviously, Teo, Maladon, if I can say that correctly, and also, you know, um, French. Uh, you know, all those guys, <laughs> if, if they get minutes, if they develop, if they improve, no matter what our record is at the end of the year, it's, it's a quality season, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, is it ship or bust for say- you, Eddie? Like, if we don't win a championship, <laughs> this season was stupid. We could win the G League championship. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. We could definitely. Yeah, this team. The would, Thunder could. This team would dominate um, in the G League. Dominate. I think so too. <laughs> Here, here's. I think that I, I 100% agree with you guys. Number one priority: development. Develop 
the players. Get everyone to feel like I want to watch the I want to go back and watch the first game of the season after the last game of the season and I want to be able to point out everything that improved in all the players. I want it to be noticeable. I want them to make smarter decisions. I want them to be more patient or more aggressive when it needs to be. I want the coaching staff to make smarter decisions because they're going to be learning too. Absolute development. However, there are some things that could take it over the top and make it a, a just a perfect season. And one of those to me is rehabbing the value of Al Horford to the yeah. point where we can solidly trade him either before the deadline or in the off season for something that's very valuable, like a first round pick, which right now it would be hard to, it'd be hard to get a first round pick from anyone for Al Horford. But if anyone can rehab his value, the thunder can do that. The question is, is it going to happen? And the same with someone like George Hill, even though I think he's less likely to get traded. I think he's, he's probably going to be around. Um, but I think that would take it over the top. In addition to the third priority, which is lose as many games as possible. So we can do all of those things and lose all the games. That's, that's a home run for me. Because we need our pick to be great next season. Next season's draft is like one of the best in a very long time. And we have a solid shot of getting a very high pick, mm-hmm. which we have not had in over 10 years. So that would be excellent. Even though we have all the assets in the world, let's try to get it now. Now's the best chance to be really bad. So that that would be a perfect season for me. I love that mentality. Now is the best chance to be really bad. I'm going to take that and apply it to my everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That's what I I, do all the time. I totally get. Look where I am now. I totally get what you're saying. I mean, that is that is totally true. This year is all about development. It's all about, you know, what is this going to be going forward? Because this is just the starting point. This is not what it's going to be going forward, but what can develop out of this going forward into next season and the next season and the next season and even the next season, you know, like years down the road. In my view, there are uh, six players on the roster that I would like to see grow together for many seasons, like four at least. I think we'd probably have the same opinion on who those players are. Shea, Dort, Baze, Poku. Poku, Teo, and Hami. Singler. Oh. We're still paying him. (laughs) He he can come watch. I I like Hami. I do. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I see him part of this team going forward. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I do like him though, and I and I hope that he can develop something that could be to me like Hami needs a focus. Like to be a like Nick Collison used to talk about this all the time. Like when you're in the NBA and you're not a star, you have to figure out like what your focus is, like what you're good at, and and be really good at that thing. And Nick Collison was was great at that. He was great at setting screens. He was great at developing that two man game with Harden and uh taking charges and all that. He kind of found his his niche, which is which was the blue collar worker thing. I still don't think that Hami, besides being super athletic and winning dunk contests, which is awesome, I, I just don't see that he's found that focus yet. I don't see he's found that niche. Like, is he going to be a really, really good one-on-one defender? Is he going to be a good cutter on offense? 
He's not going to be a good shooter. At least it doesn't seem so right now. So that's kind of what I want to see from Hami. Like what, what can he find that he can focus into his game that can make him a really good role player? Because right now it doesn't seem like he'll ever be a scorer. You know what I mean? I will say yeah. that everything I've heard is that he dedicated the off season to work on his jump shot. So that's what he's been working on. Yeah. I um, hope, I, I hope I don't, it's I don't, awesome. I don't know year. the numbers of preseason. I, I didn't, I didn't look, I, I saw him make a few of them that I thought were really good. I think his dribbling has improved a lot, but I think, I think his thing is energy. Like that's, that is his, his bread and butter. Yeah. He's going to go out there and he's going to give you energy. He's going to, he's going to work to try to get, get 50, 50 possessions. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get putbacks. You know, he may not be the best defender on the team, but he's probably going to be one of the best. And I, I do think yeah. that now that now that we we don't have the the bottleneck at guard anymore, he's going to be involved in some playmaking too. Maybe not very much because we do have two other playmakers on the team, but I think he will do a little bit of it. Which is why I'd put him in that group. But uh, I will, to your point, if I had to pick any of those six players to take out, it would probably be him. Yeah, yeah. And he's the quote-unquote elder statesman of those players, too, with this organization. That is true. But again, I want, him, leader. I want him to be good. Like, I want him to be successful. It's just, to me, in the short time we've watched him, short time being two seasons, like, I just, uh, I, I don't know what he will become. You know, I don't know if he's three, really three found seasons. his thing. Has it been three? I think so. Is that maybe it's wrong? Maybe this is third season? No, this is his. I don't remember. I think this is his fourth season. I think he played one year with uh, us, and that's it. But I may be wrong. No, you're right. You're right. Wait, what? You're right. This is his third season. Yeah. So he's played two full seasons. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean. Here's what here's what I'll say to that, and this is actually going back to a point that I wanted to make uh, like an hour ago that I forgot to. Um, we have had a long string of players that we've gotten that we've had high hopes for that have fizzled out, and I, I mean I would take that date dating back all the way to Andre Robertson because yeah. he's not in the league anymore. Maybe he'll be a coach. Maybe he'll jump on the coaching staff of the team. I'd like that. I don't see him getting signed. I think his playing days are probably done. Um, Terrence Ferguson. We we wanted these guys to do well. Cameron they Payne. Didn't ever, yeah. And they never really got to the point where we really wanted them. Andre was closest because he was actually very important. And that injury, obviously, we don't know what yeah. would have happened. But I think that the reason that those things happened is because they were the young developing guy on a team that was no longer developing. The team was what the team was. They were trying to win championships and we did that for many years. The reason I think Hami has an advantage now is because now he's on a team in his third season, which is like crucial season uh, where it's all going to be about development. So he's going to have an opportunity. I think that Dre and Ferguson never had because you know, when those guys went out on the court, if you got the ball and you took a shot, you needed to make that shot. Like you needed to make it. And there was pressure that you make that shot. 
that's not going to be the case. I don't think for Hami in this season. He, I, I want him to take shots. I want him to miss shots, but I wanted, I want him to develop. And right now we have the opportunity to develop without any, you know, uh, repercussions, which is why I have faith in him. Yeah. All that to say. I, that was long story short. That was very eloquently said. I can get on board with that for sure. And I and I yeah, agree with too. you. Yeah, he's got less pressure now. So and he is he is the team that's been with the organization for the longest. So he may feel that he needs to step up, you know. So that'll be intriguing to watch for sure. Shout out Alex Abrinas, by the way. I just thought yeah, of that. Yeah, I was gonna actually throw his name in there too, uh, with that group of players. Um, that like we had these like, I think he, really high expectations, but for whatever reason, they just didn't get there. He's playing with Barcelona still, I think. So I'm happy for him. I still, you know, I was actually thinking the other day, like he might be a pretty good person to come back and sign on a, on a minimum contract for the thunder. Cause he's still pretty young and obviously he's 27. Like, oh, that's not as young as I thought. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all, okay. all for that though, by the way. All for that. Yeah. Well, obviously. Um I guess now we just uh you know uh ho 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 it out of here. <laughs> we ho 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 it out of here. <laughs> is that is that your cue that you want to start, uh talk about music? <laughs> sure, go for it. <laughs> okay, so we said we would assign- It sounds like he was just describing his uh, environment. <laughs> <laughs> We said that we would assign some uh, Christmas songs or Christmas-inspired songs or a Christmas-inspired, inspired, you know, musical piece um, because tis the season, as they say. Um, yeah, I've got some picks here, guys. I just typed them in. Uh, my pick that... Are all, all four of those yours? No, no, listen. Yeah. Like, I went overboard. I don't, you know, it's just one song, so I don't want to... <laughs> you know, put you guys under the pressure of listening to all this music. But I also thought it'd be kind of fun to do some boxing day songs too, because those don't get talked about a whole lot. <laughs> so these are honorable mention, uh, boxing day by blink One Eighty Two, And then in my opinion, the best boxing day song of all time, brick by Ben Folds five, uh, the best pop song ever about, uh, about an abortion. So definitely listen to that. <laughs> um, and speaking about not, songs, not that- probably many, uh, <laughs> in that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my song is a uh, sister winner by Sufjan Stevens. Um, this Sufjan Stevens album be excited about that songs for Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas albums. And, uh, I'm excited. It's the Christmas season every year for many reasons. But one of those reasons is because I can listen to this Sufjan Stevens album, uh, songs for Christmas, which it's is the awesome. only time you're allowed. That's right. It has a lock on it. It is. And some of the songs uh, are like remakes of Christmas classics. Some of the songs are originals. Um, some of the songs are kind of related to Christmas, but adjacent, you know, plus he's got some like orchestral stuff on there too, small ensemble stuff that he really digs. But Sister Winter is just a really lovely, happy, sad song about seasonal depression. And I think you guys will really like it. Sister Winter by Sufjan Stevens. I almost picked this one. I learned about this song from watching Evolution of Hip Hop on Netflix. Uh, really? Yeah. I didn't know about this song before Before that. Uh, Player's Ball by Outkast. Oh, man. One of the, it is one of the greatest 3,000 verses of all. Yeah. I mean, w- 1993 is when this song came out. It's, it's not the Outkast that you know. At least it's not the Outkast that I knew. Um, Wait a minute. Are you talking about... Oh, you're talking about Southern Player Cadillac. Okay. 
See, there's a they have another one with UGK that came out in the 2000s. Oh, international yeah. players yeah. anthem is what I was thinking. Of. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that's what yeah. I got. I got confused. This, this song okay. is like they're one of their but first yes, albums when they said, "Hey, you guys should do a Christmas song." And they were like, Christmas, you know? And then they were like, ah, all those New York City rappers did in the 80s, you know, Run DMC and all those guys, you could do a Christmas <laughs> song. So they did a Christmas song like Southern Atlanta, you know, their their whole style at the time. Uh, and it's it's pretty delightful, actually. It, it, kind, of, it kind of slaps. So uh, that's honorable mention, though. You don't have to listen to that. But it is kind of interesting to listen to old school Outkast because it's very different than the Outkast that we know. Players Ball by Outkast, uh, yeah. honorable mention. I've never actually listened to, to. I think the oldest I've listened to maybe Aquemini. That was like ninety. Oh, you ever listened maybe? to Southern Playlist of Cadillac music? You got no, to. I haven't. You gotta. The the early Outcast stuff really intrigued me because a I didn't know it existed, and b I was like, oh, this is what Outcast started as, and and they evolved into something completely different and and honestly like way weirder than the way they started off as. But that's a compliment to them, <laughs> you know. They they eventually found their own uniqueness through their music. But but yeah, this song is like their Christmas anthem, you know, living living in the hood in Atlanta on Christmas. It's pretty great. Maybe it's my sheltered existence, but it's it's crazy for me to think that Outcast and a Tribe Called Quest were like contemporaries mm-hmm. because I Outcast for me is solidly a two thousands uh, musical experience. And Tribe is solidly 90s, but they were literally, yeah, they started at the same time, pretty much. Like Busta Rhyme stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> Late 90s yeah. going into the 2000s. Yeah, 93 well, is you, when that Outcast album came out. Low End Theory. One of the greatest hip-hop albums ever, 93. My favorite ever. Oh, man. I thought that was 91. I think Midnight Marauders is 93. Fact check me on that. But I maybe, I think that. I'm going to do it right now. Because I want to make sure I know my my tribe history. You know, the tribe history is very important. You're right. Yeah, 91. And I think Midnight Midnight Marauders Marauders is also a very quality album. I think that was 93. Uh, Jeremy, you put in way more effort on this than I did, (laughs) which is usually usually the case in all of our music things. I think about music Um, a lot. Uh. I I really have just one very very cliche gold standard uh, Christmas experience that I actually enjoy anymore. I've played so much Christmas music in my life that I don't really like it anymore. Um, most of it is it just it irritates me. Um, <laughs> but these are definitely things that I would ne- that I don't know and I've never you know they're not the standard stuff that would irritate me. But I really like the Vince Groley Charlie Brown Christmas. To me, I I don't think you can get. Uh, more representative of the feelings I think about when I think of Christmas than that album. And if I had to pick one song on it, it would be Oh Tannenbaum. Just the first track, drop the needle, and it's like there's no, it's it, that is Christmas to me. That is Christmas. So that's my choice. The Charlie Brown cr- um. Christmas thing, you know, the special. So I always watch that every single Christmas. But that's one that I have to watch very, very close to Christmas Day. I can't watch that one December 9th. I've got to watch that one like Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, <laughs> honestly, because yeah. it's that it's that ingrained in me. You know, it's it's that special. And part of it is because of the music. Because the music is so great. One of the greatest jazz albums of all time. And it's a Christmas album. 
All right, guys. Uh, mine might just be because of the nature of my particular um, life during December, but I always, always, always really enjoy when it's nutcracker season. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, all of them are great. The March, fantastic. Uh, it's right back, clearly fantastic. Um, I think um, Dance the Sugar, Sugar Plum Fairy is something that everyone can get behind pretty much all the time. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you you know, you bring up a very, very good point about that. It's just good music. Some excellent tambourine in that whole suite. I mean, just really, really good tambourine writing. I think I'm going to listen to that this evening. <laughs> I'm definitely going to listen to it. I just made myself <laughs> that decide that's what I'm doing. It just seems like a... Sifion. It's slightly, slightly chilly here in Dallas. Not super cold, but cold enough. I can probably get behind that. Feel feel a little toasty. Definitely. Or maybe yeah. I'll just watch Black Swan instead. Um, <laughs> Black Swan is good. That, that's very. I can't. <laughs> is it? That's one of those movies I can't watch very much. You know, because it kind of haunts me. But yep. I watch it like once every five years, and it's Ooh, uh, speaking it's of very good and very affecting every time. I actually don't think I've seen it since I saw it in like twenty twenty ten. I don't remember when that came out. Yeah, it's it's around when it came out. I think. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, the season starts on Wednesday. That's right. Um, the bubble just ended somehow, but yeah, apparently we've got another basketball season literally days away. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited for a sweet. Lot, lot of different reasons. That opening but, night. Uh, uh, very rarely does the season start whenever I'm not working, so... The NBA yeah, a... really killed it on the first night programming. The, I, I don't think I could have picked two better games first night. I mean, first up, you've got Nets, Warriors. Second up, you've got the Battle of L.A., you know, Lakers, Clippers. Like, mm -hmm. that, those are two very, very hot matchups to start the season. Like, I'm really excited about that. For sure. Is that on, that's on Tuesday, right? Uh, it's the day before our first game, whatever day that yeah, is. Yeah, so that's Tuesday. That's literally Tuesday. two days away. That's the day after like, that's, tomorrow. That's two sleeps. Two sleeps, That's pretty guys. Sweet. Actually, like five sleeps if you're me, because I don't sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> I that's what I do. I nap. I'm 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 up four hours down two. That's my cycle. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but we'll have like real games with real results to talk about pretty soon. That's very exciting. Plus, before we record our next podcast, it will be Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you, fellas. You as well. Same to you, Ben. That's right. And to all our listeners, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or Happy Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, just celebrate it really, really hard and really, really well, okay? <laughs> and use those screens. Use those screens to do it. Just look at someone on the screen. You've been doing it. It's okay. It's one, it's one of them. We should be good at that by now. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. It's one of them. Just be okay with just this one. You didn't do everything else. It's okay. You can do it again next time. If, but only if you don't do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> and with that's how it works. With that, this may be our longest episode ever, which you know I'm fine with. So if you're still listening, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Thunder Moneyball Podcast. <laughs> Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram at podcast underscore thunder. Follow us there; we'll likely follow you back. And uh, yeah, enjoy the holidays, enjoy basketball, enjoy music, enjoy your life. Bye. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>